At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the DC CityCast with Frank Hanrahan. Presented by Bet Rivers. DC CityCast on a Thursday. Presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Frank Hanrahan from Visa. Big night. We got Game 6 NBA Finals. I will give out my official release later on in the program. We got the Nationals uh, four-game losing skid continues. Lose to the Braves yesterday. Gave out the Braves. That was a winner. Um, hate I hate going against the home team, but when the home team doesn't have much pitching, doesn't have Juan Soto in the lineup, uh, pretty much a no-brainer to take, even though the Braves were minus 200 uh, yesterday. They come through with the victory, so the Nationals get the Philadelphia Phillies. we got a nice crossover with my guy Ryan Rothstein out of uh, Philly and the Philadelphia City cast. We're going to cross it over and break down tonight's game. We'll uh, discuss the Nats and the Phillies. That is uh, straight ahead. We'll get into the NBA Finals as well. Which way shall we go? My God, man. That's a tough call. So we'll discuss that straight ahead on the DC CityCast. Presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And I got a reminder for you that if uh, you want to take a gander at it tonight, we got a boosted bet for you at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown each to score over 28.5 points in game six of the NBA Finals versus the Warriors. Was plus 600. Now it is plus 700 at BetRivers.com. And. We got the U.S. Open going on right now. Bet Rivers has given you extra reasons to tune in and play. Just log in each day of the U.S. Open. 
and receive a free profit boost to power up your tournament bet. Every round, a new boost for you to use before the round starts or while the players are on the course. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Make your U.S. Open bets every day and get an extra boost while doing it at Bet Rivers. Go to the Bet Rivers app or visit BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21 playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 888-532-3500. All right. Like I said, we're going to talk with Ryan Rothstein. Philadelphia CityCast prepping you for the Nats and the Phillies uh, tonight. First pitch at 7.05. They've got a five-game series uh, tonight, starting tonight, game one. And they've got a double dip tomorrow, and then they play out the weekend stretch with Father's Day on Sunday. By the way, if you're a father and you're listening, milk Sunday for everything you got. (laughs) Milk it. It's your birthday and Father's Day. We got two days. All right, little tidbit. Got two days? So milk your Father's Day, please. <laughs> I do. I don't know about you, but I milk it. All right, Phillies in town to face the Nats. Uh, Nationals record 23-42. and 42. My God, fifth in the NL East. Last place city. For the Nats. And Juan Soto now has missed two straight games because of a uh, a knee issue. That's never good. So you got your best pitchers out indefinitely. May never return. May have to hand in his retirement papers before we ever see him pitch again in Steven Strasburg. And now you got your big slugger, Juan Soto. He's out. But he may return tonight. He said yesterday he felt pretty good. But we'll see. I mean, you don't want to rush your uh, your superstar back, especially when you're 19 games under 500. You're at plus 40,000 at Bed River Sportsbook to win the World Series. I think the odds are just as long to win the NL East. I mean, the odds are so stacked up against you, the Nats might as well just, yeah, what is it, fold up shop and, and get ready for next year. What a, what a disappointment so far. I knew they weren't going to be that good, but this is getting out of control because they show you signs of... Uh, of life and they show you signs of offensive ability and sometimes these starting pitchers do well and then you just have absolutely a disaster of a stretch four losses in a row uh they get swept out by the braves who are red hot they've won 14 straight give the braves credit but you know at some point you want to see some resistance some fight from your home team and hosting the Phillies tonight, Phillies are minus 200 at Bet River Sportsbook. Nats at plus 170. Run line, Phillies minus 1.5, minus 121. Nats plus 1.5, plus 102. Uh, total tonight is uh, 9. If you go over, it's minus 115, under minus 104. Patrick Corbin starts tonight for the Nationals. This guy's been so hot and cold, you don't know exactly what you're going to get from him. He's gotten better. He picked up his third win his last time out. He's 3-8-6-6-5 ERA. He's got 55 Ks. But Zach Wheeler's pretty good. He's 5-3-2-8-4 ERA with 75 strikeouts. Philadelphia is 13-14 on the road. They're 32-31 overall. Uh, the Nationals 23 and 42, 11 and 22 at home. All right, if you're going to stink, at least stink on the road and and defend your home field at least a little bit, right? A little bit. And they have not done that at all this season. Nats are 3 and 7 in their last 10, just a 254 team batting average, 644 ERA. They've been outscored by 24 runs. The Phillies on the, on the other hand, 
eight and ten in their last ten ball games. Two eighty seven batting average, three point eight zero ERA. They have been outscored by opponents by thirteen runs. Uh my lean and and we'll get into this in in a bit with Ryan as well, but I, I'm I'm gonna take whoever the Nats are playing until the Nats finally win. So I would actually take the Phillies at the huge number at minus 200, especially if there's no Soto. Now keep an eye on that. Keep an eye out on Juan Soto's availability for tonight's game. Like if he's not playing and and then we're going all in on the uh, Phillies. And it's good to see Bryce Harper back. Bryce knows this, this field pretty well. Uh, He's having another good season, man. It's too bad he had to go, even though the Nats won the World Series. Without him in 2019, it would have been nice to have him stick around. So Bryce will be back in town. Uh, They're playing good baseball. Came off a walk-off win against the Miami Marlins. So all signs point to taking the Philadelphia Phillies tonight on the uh, money line at minus 200. Now, we did basically the same thing yesterday with the Braves. They were even a bigger favorite, a minus 250, and they came through. So here's the deal. Unless, until, rather, the Nationals actually win a game, we are taking whoever they are playing because they're on a deep slide right now. Four in a row. Uh, Just when you think it can't get any worse, it does. Like with the Braves, you got to bet on the Braves until they lose. Their their streaks up to fourteen games, man. Fourteen. It's got to be a season high for anybody. And I will continue to hammer them. In fact, let's see where the Braves are tonight. My God, what an impressive run! What an impressive run. Braves are. Where are you, Braves? I don't see you. Braves, Braves. Uh, maybe they're not. Maybe their game's not on the board yet. Um, I don't see it on the board. Let me make one more check here of Atlanta. Um, come on, friend. Where are you? I don't. Why don't I see the Braves anywhere? Am I? Am I? Is my vision failing me? I. By the way, I went to get my driver's license renewed because you got to do a over forty. You got to do the eye test, and I know I missed two letters. Like, close your eyes. And read off the letters, and I know I missed two. Like the K I thought was an R, P I thought was a T or something. <laughs> so wait, that is so bizarre. I guess, okay, the Braves aren't playing today. For some reason, I thought they had a game on a Thursday. No, they play the Cubs tomorrow. That's in Chicago. So take Atlanta uh, tomorrow to make it 15 straight. All right, there you go. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But that's just a hot tip. So the Nationals who are struggling everywhere, which way but loose. Soto's hurt. Strasburg to the injured list again. Did you hear Skipper Davey Martinez, by the way, saying he's hoping and praying that Strasburg can return at some point? Oh, God, that's not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. So everything is trending in the wrong direction for the Nationals, and that's why we're going to take the Phillies tonight, even though it is a big number, man, at minus 200 in Bed River Sportsbook. It's a big number, bro. <laughs> oh god and just for um s's and giggles to win the world series you know that the favorite is the dodgers at plus 400 yankees at plus 500 strohs plus 700 mets who lead the nl east at plus 750 the washington nationals along with the reds and the orioles and the royals and the a's 
who had some unbelievable uniforms yesterday. They were at Boston, just sparkling green. Best uniforms in the game that nobody knows about because they suck. A's are plus 100K, Royals plus 100K, Orioles 100K, Reds plus 100K, and the Nationals at plus 100,000 to win the World Series. Now, clearly, we're not going to bet on them. That just shows you what people think about them winning anything when it comes to baseball. And to win the NL East, they're at plus 50 grand. The Mets are down to minus 235. Braves plus 225. Phillies may not be a bad idea to put a little sprinkle on the Phillies at 100 bucks to win 1,200. They're game over 500. They got a new skipper. They've been playing well. Yada, yada, yada. So that is the situation again. Phillies in town to face the Nationals, taking the Phillies at minus 200. All right, when we return here on the DC CityCast, presented by Bed River Sportsbook, we'll chat with Ryan Rothstein from the Philadelphia City Castle. Talk to me about what's going on in DC and vice versa. And I want to get into his brain about the commanders and the fact that Carson Wentz was Philadelphia's quarterback and now he's ours. He's ours in DC. <laughs> what can we expect? We'll chat about that plus Phillies Nationals matchup. That's next, DC CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Frank Hanran from Visa. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg, same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem. Call 1-888-532-3500. All right, so let's cross it over now. Uh, Frank Hanrahan. Maybe Hanrahan. It depends on where you're where you're from here, like Han Solo. But it doesn't matter. Frank and Ryan here uh, linking up to have some fun. Philadelphia and D.C. And it's perfect timing because we have Phillies, Nats, uh, series kicking off here at the time of recording later tonight, Thursday. Uh, the Nationals uh, struggling, I think, is maybe fair to say. We'll get Frank's thoughts on that. The Phillies doing well right now, but we all know how that how that goes here in, in the past decade. So we'll have some fun. We'll do a series preview. We'll talk baseball and just whatever else comes our way here. Uh, on the crossover. Frank, man, it's it's uh, really good to, to chat with you here for the first time. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. appreciate you uh, having me on. And, you know, these days are going by so fast, and I look up at the schedule and I see, hey, the Phillies are in town. And I've always actually had a big affection for Bryce Harper, so I sort of keep an eye on how the Phillies are doing and how Bryce is doing and saying, oh, what could have been if he had stayed in D.C.? But it's good that he's doing some good things in Philly, and uh, it's always a treat to see him back in D.C. to play. That That's a interesting place to start like in dc how, how is bryce harper viewed is that consensus like sort of how you just described yeah. it uh we we miss him what would be or you guys win a world series without him so is it different a little bit different but i think yeah. we're now seeing with the way the salaries have been doled out and how they made mistakes with steven strasberg we can get into that and that debacle uh, and they lost anthony rendon i don't think people are mad at him now for leaving for the money because, quite frankly, he was lowballed by ownership here. And then they go out and win a World Series without him. But just imagine if he had stayed in D.C. I think that's what it is. It's more like the big if he had stayed to have such an outfield of Soto, Harper. Now, I know they can't afford all the guys like Rendon and keep everybody intact. But he was a player they drafted, they cultivated. And then to see him go at the peak of his career, I think that's what was most disappointing. The what ifs. 
But I don't think there's really that much hate towards him now. I doubt he gets booed when he returns to Nats Park. He's, he's going to get a nice little ovation, I'm sure. I know. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it doesn't hurt to win a World Series, like you said. I mean, he is he's absolutely loved here in Philadelphia. I mean, he's Good. he's godlike. Good. It's uh it's crazy. It's just and he's just a great guy. I mean, th there's nothing really bad to say about him. It's just can we get it can we get a team that he's leading into the playoffs? <laughs> That's the thing here. Right. No, and I saw you guys had a nice victory the other day and and look, I know the Mets have, have really gotten off to a great start, but the Braves and the Phillies that they can start getting some things together, they can make some things interesting. So yeah, uh, that's the interesting thing about Harper is that I do follow him still a little bit and I keep my eye on him. That's how big of a presence he was here in D.C. for the five or six years that he was here. I'm, I'm sure he's a massive personality and presence and, uh, you know, he he demands that type of attention and and following. So the Nationals now without Harper, uh, we talked about the World Series, but let's let's look at the Nats this year. Uh, up to this point, there's still a ton of baseball left to be played, but uh, the Nats struggling, I think, is a, a nice way to put it at 23 and 42. F fill us in. What, well, everything what's, is, uh, what's all the latest? Everything is going downhill, man. They, they show these spikes of offense and then nothing. And they just got swept by the Braves, who are one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in baseball, right? 14 in a row. Then we get word that Steven Strasburg is not going to pitch uh, for some time after a year of rehab. This is a guy they gave out $245 million to over seven years. And I think in the last three years, he's pitched 35 innings. Uh, that's a great return. <laughs> so there's frustration about where this team is going. You mentioned they won the World Series in 2019. Hey, that's great. But it's shades now of the Marlins. Remember when they won those World Series and then they mm -hmm. just straight into tank mode. Now they're going to tell you we're not tanking. We're rebuilding. But what are you rebuilding on? Juan Soto, they got to get him signed. There's no, there's no talk about his contract. So I think as a Nats fan, as a Nats critic, as a Nats watcher, you're, you're scratching your head going, what exactly is the plan here? Because the other day, Josiah Gray couldn't start because of the rain, right? They had a rain delay against the Braves, so they scratched the projected starter. They had to panic. They bring in a guy from the bullpen, and now they got to panic again for the next start because Strasburg's been put on the injured list. And they're making their pitchers have to pitch six or seven innings. It's like they don't have a plan. It's just putting everything. They're tr trying to stick everything together with with duct tape and hope it doesn't mm. crack. And it's cracked. They're 20 games under 500. Like I said, every once in a while, Ryan, the offense comes around. And you go, oh, this is what they had in mind with bringing in a 40-year-old Nelson Cruz and having Juan Soto batting three. And guys are actually with Bell with some pop as well. And then they go flatline the last three or four games. And Soto's been out now for two games. With an injury. So looking at tonight's game against Philadelphia, even though it's a big number, I think minus 200 or something at Bet Rivers, I, I would just hammer whoever is playing the Nationals because they're on a four-game slide. They're not winning games. Everybody's frustrated. So that's where we're at right now, I think, as, as a Nats fan. Just frustration across the board. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, it's it's relatable. Uh, the Phillies, <laughs> they, they fired Girardi right. on – June 3rd, you know, 12, 13 days ago now, they were seven games below 500 at the time, 22 and 29. You fire your manager to start the month of June in a baseball season typically means things aren't going really well, right? And, you know, this Rob Thompson guy who's interim manager, none of us, us being Philadelphia fans, knew anything about him. They go on a nine-game win streak, 
Uh, now they've won four straight series. They're, I mean, they're red hot. It's, it's sort of remarkable the turnaround that they've made. It's just, you know, is it sustainable? It's two different stories here where the Phillies, they've just been writing checks. You know, they've been writing checks and throwing money at the wall here, trying to will this team behind their bankroll into a playoff spot. Uh, haven't sniffed the playoffs in a decade, Frank. So yeah. similar frustration, just two different, you know, two different yeah. spots on the spectrum, I guess, of, of where these two franchises are at with a lot more pressure on the Phillies, uh, you know, obviously than the, than the Nationals who just won a World Series. It may be frustrating, but at least you have that. The Phillies haven't even watched postseason baseball since 2011, Frank. That's right. That's right. You guys were good. You had a nice run there. Like, uh, yeah, everything was looking good. Uh, but that's the thing about pro sports. It fascinates me. It's it's sometimes at the the basic level, it is so simple. With this Nationals team, you look at when they score five plus runs, their record is like seventeen and three, and then you see where they're at. They're nineteen or twenty two and forty three, whatever their record is. So when their bats are silent, they're done, uh, and their pitching staff. If they go five plus innings, they've got a pretty good chance of winning. But that doesn't happen too often. So. Really simple. Keep it simple, stupid. But yeah. even for the Nationals, that just can't happen. So that would be the long-term thinking here. Okay, we got to get better starting pitching. Okay, and we got to find some bats. And they're 0 for 2 so far this year. <laughs> you, know <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know it's You know it's crazy. Uh, this is the first time the Phillies and the Nationals are playing this year? Yeah. A five-game series starts tonight, Thursday night. You talk about pitching. Uh, I believe Patrick Corbin's getting the start for the Nationals. Is that? Can you confirm that? Uh, or are you not sure? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, you know what? I yeah, think, I think I saw I think that. That's right. Yeah. All right. So it, it's Corbin, uh, and for the Phils, I believe it's Zach Wheeler, who you know for the most part has been you know, phenomenal this year, uh, having another Cy Young level of a performance early on in the season. Yeah, it's cool. What about Patrick Corbin? Yeah, How, how's he been? Yeah, uh, up and down. He started really yeah. slow, gave him a lot of home runs early, but actually his last couple starts, he's he's been pretty decent. Uh, that gives the Nets a maybe a, a, a chance here uh, tonight against the Phillies, a left-hander. But here's the issue with Corbin. Um, you know, when he is – I mean, this sounds so basic, and Skipper David Martinez always says it. You know, when he's not throwing strikes, he's in a load of, load of hurt because when he's forced to throw strikes, hitters are just waiting and teeing off on him, right? Mm -hmm. So the start tonight is very crucial for him. Um, I think the last time out he got he got a win, his third or fourth of the year. So he's actually settling in, and that's good for him because the outside noise, I think, definitely affected his performance because he heard the whispers about his contract and how he's underperforming. He was very good in 2019, again, but that was three years ago. Uh, but right. if the Nats have a fighting chance tonight, it will be up to Corbin to try to settle things down and get off to a fast start because when he gets settled down, he's actually a pretty effective pitcher. But he just, he just got off to a terrible start this season, but I think he is actually finding his way. And the bats, I'm sure, haven't haven't helped them a whole lot, right? Uh, right. As well, yeah. but you know, we'll we'll see the uh, the line here for Phillies Nationals game one Thursday night. As you mentioned, Frank, Phillies minus two hundred at Bet Rivers, mm -hmm. uh, the Nats plus one seventy. The run line, Phillies laying the one and a half, priced at minus one twenty one. The Nats getting the one and a half, priced at plus one hundred two, and the total set at nine. 
Um, mm. My initial thought on like a best play would probably be taking the under nine just because Zach Wheeler's going for the Phillies and, and he's been able to, you know, consistently get six, seven, eight innings pitch, zero, one, two at the most earned runs. Nationals bats are struggling a little bit. I, I don't know. Where would you look to play this? Well, I would, you know, I've, I've gotten bitten a couple times uh, the last few games, although actually I got both wins. I, I gave out the Braves the entire series. I said, just keep hammering Atlanta. That's the thing about baseball, right? Take the hot team yep. until they lose. Take the streaking team until they lose, no matter what the number is. I'm not sure where Atlanta is tonight, but I take them again. But as far as this game, Wait until you find out what the deal is with Juan Soto, right? If he's not in the mm. lineup, I love the under even more. If he's in the lineup, it's a little more dicey. This, you know, this kid is capable of going yard at any time. He's that effective and that lethal at the plate. So I would actually wait, see the status of Juan Soto, and then I think the under looks really good. If not, it, I think it's more of a risk, but I do like the play. Uh, it's going to be a hot one tonight at Nats Park, but uh, that's what you – really, it comes down to Corbin, man. If he's if he yeah. can be good, then the then the under looks a lot much better for you. Absolutely, and and with your mindset, I would probably uh, look to play the Phillies even on the run line, laying the one and a half, priced at minus one twenty. You're getting a little bit better of a yeah. number there than just taking the Phils to win at minus two hundred. You can also look at uh, you know first five innings. I don't know how much you get into that. I, I haven't really been diving into that too much. I gave out a first five play a few days ago, but that's rare for me. Yeah, I usually do the, the basic bets or the player props in home games. They make it interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I never really do the, 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 you know, the first five innings or so. It's just something that has never uh, appealed to me, quite frankly, as a, as a better. Uh, I see yeah. why people do it, though. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I, I like to go the full nine or maybe even extra innings. And the other thing about betting on games is the in-game live betting is is dicey too i never really do baseball i do more basketball than anything uh but yeah yeah when it comes to tonight i do i i'm actually a fan right now the more i think about it of the phillies minus one and a half and what just minus 120 that seems actually yes. a pretty decent bet yep yeah all right so we're we're in agreement there uh and then there's a double header tomorrow oh, yeah. um yeah five games i mean <laughs> so we're in this for the long haul frank <laughs> My goodness. And they, and this is where, again, I, I say, Ryan, like, until the Nats win, man, just bet against them. Like, they're on a four-game slide. This is a really good spot for the Phillies. You know, and I know, they're saying to themselves, hey, guys, we're game over 500, playing pretty decent yeah. baseball. Here's our chance to really get a nice winning streak going. We got a five-game series against a bad no. team. Exactly. I mean, you know, you look at – the Miami Marlins, that's a team that for some damn reason, Frank, the Phillies have struggled mightily against over the past three or four seasons. They haven't been able to win a series, and they did it in walk-off fashion yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. They're, they're able to walk off 3-1, three-run homer, bottom of the ninth, two outs. That gets them the series win, which is the first in quite some time against Miami. If the Phillies want to be a playoff team, you have to take at least three of five against the Nationals now. Yeah, absolutely. And... I don't know how much is said about that. Maybe that adds pressure. And I'm, I'm curious as to when they have these closed-door meetings or pregame mentions, I wonder how much – and I've been in locker rooms where they have the standings and they say, hey, this is where we are. But I have yeah. to believe their new skipper 
and you said there's a change. There's definitely the shift of their attitude and the way they are definitely. performing. So I'm curious to see how much emphasis is put on these these type of series where you go against a club that is struggling mightily. Do you get that big megaphone out and say, hey, guys, <laughs> this is we have a great chance here, or do you just go day by day because it's 162 games? I don't know about you, but for me personally, I would love to have a skipper who's constantly reminding us of our opportunity. I don't know if that's the case in Philadelphia, but I would love to see that with coaches. And I see that lacking a lot in pro sports, which is fascinating. I get it. They're, they're grown men. I get it. They go out to do a job. But I also would like that needling, that prodding. Hey, guys, opportunity here. Let's take advantage of it. And the Phillies have one for sure in this series. It's interesting you bring that up. That's something we talked a lot about over the past couple of weeks and just the city in general, you know, on uh, the local stations, on WIP. We've talked about it. It's been written about in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, like the impact of the manager and the head coach in professional sports in general, like how much should we weigh into that? Because Joe Girardi won a World Series with the Yankees. We fire him, mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned, to start June. You rattle off nine straight wins. It's like, well, was it that simple? Like it can't be just because you got rid of Joe Girardi. Like how much of a factor can these head coaches and managers, you know, weigh on a team's success? That may sound like a stupid question, but I actually think it's an interesting conversation. I am always amazed when somebody gets fired or an organization makes a move and the defense is, well, who, who are we going to get to replace them? Right? Uh, yep. Somebody else that can do a better job. This has happened so many times here in D.C. where we, we let go of a coach and go, well, who's going to be better? Who's a better option? Well, somebody else can do better. Right. Somebody else can connect better. Somebody else can communicate better. There are different styles that work with different teams. There's, there's absolutely no question about that. Um, and I think that that is so very crucial and so very vital. And I, it always annoys the heck out of me when you're paying these coaches millions and millions of dollars. And then you say, well, who else can do a better job? Well, somebody else you're paying a, a king's ransom to do that job. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've dealt with people who are your boss or your coach or somebody that you just didn't really feel that connection to, and it affected yeah. your performance. There's absolutely no question about that, right? Uh, so to your point, clearly Girardi and his mix of players did not connect. And they made the right decision at that time because you see there is a different reaction and different response. Now, over the long haul, will that make a difference? Phillies are certainly hoping that that is the case. But there is something to the coach-player dynamic that I think is vastly underrated. I don't know if you heard about Jack Del Rio and his whole deal. Of course. <laughs> of course you did. It was national news. <laughs> to me, that means a whole hell of a lot, right? Now, people will try yeah. to downplay that. But I think that was a huge deal. And it was good they find him. It was a good, smart decision. Uh, who knows what's going on behind closed doors, too? What is being said, right. what is being whispered to these players? But when you're trying to win games, the slightest minutia has to be taken into consideration. Is what I, what I said, if I'm the coach, did I say something to tick off my player that he's not going to give his best for me? Like, let's, let's, let's examine that and let's explore uh, I think all of this matters. All of it matters when it comes to success, yeah. right? I sound like I'm doing a TED Talk, but I think all no. of it matters. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, and and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, all right, so we're both on the Phillies for Thursday yes. night, and you bring up Jack Del Rio. I think it's a, it's a good time maybe to switch to some football. I know it's only June, but... You know, there's a lot for us to talk about here, Philly and Washington, uh, D.C. 
You have our old quarterback. You've mentioned the Jack Del Rio story. Um, you know, I don't know what what what's the vibe and and feel in DC right now, not just with the Del Rio stuff, but just an outlook on this upcoming NFL season with the former Philadelphia Eagle, Carson Wentz. I want to ask you about Carson Wentz in a little bit because I want to see what you thought about him when he was there. But you know what? It's it's okay, I guess. A lot of people are trying to spin it in a positive manner, positive fashion. I think for this team, it was an interesting move. It, it felt like a desperate move. Uh, I think that Wentz was probably going to get cut, and I, I think the Washington Commanders were like, well, we should we should suck up his salary for the fact that we we're, we're so desperate for a starting quarterback, and we'll try one more reclamation project with this guy. Look, every coach thinks they can take somebody's junk and make it into a treasure, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. And there were times last year I'd watch games with interest with Wentz, and I would say to myself, why did I put money on this guy? And I would say to myself, I would register in my head, okay, from here on out, never bet on any team that Carson Wentz is quarterbacking. Because there were some absolute duds and just decisions that I was going, this is a professional quarterback making these decisions and costly decisions for the Colts and my pocketbook. So then I get word that he's coming to D.C. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. The Washington Commanders offensive coaches think that they can turn this guy into a great decision maker, uh, a great locker room guy. Look, I hope it works out. I am not a fan of the move at all, as you can tell. Uh, yeah. This offense has some, you know, they got some weapons. But the bottom line is, is can this guy overcome his past decision-making, awful, you know, awful leadership? I don't think so. I really don't think so. So as far as that concerned, not a fan of Carson Wentz coming to D.C. As far as Coach Jack Del Rio and Coach Ron Rivera, there's so many off-the-field issues, I'm sure you know. Dan Snyder, the owner, refusing to go testify before the House Oversight Committee, saying he's off on a yacht in Europe, but Roger Goodell is going to testify about their toxic workplace environment. They have a new name, new logo, new nickname that they totally botch. I don't know if you, yeah. you've seen the uniforms. They keep trying to tell us the uniforms are cool. They keep trying to push that the logo is cool. It's not. They suck. It's terrible. <laughs> I'll never get used to it. I honestly will never get used to this uniform. Uh, I, I didn't mind the name change. Just I minded the name what, that it was changed to and the uniforms. Right. So that's where we are right now. So all they have to do is go out next year and win 10 or 11 games and all will be forgiven. <laughs> that's it. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the stadium. You've heard about that? They want to get a new stadium, but nobody wants to give them a stadium. It's just, it's, I can't make this stuff up. So that's my question to you. All right, here in D.C., we have all these issues, and I always wonder, is the same stuff going on in other cities? Like, what's the biggest deal right now in Philadelphia? It's probably on-the-field stuff, right? That's it. Can, you know. Uh, I mean, it's it always something. It's always something okay. here in Philly. I, I you know. I would say for the Eagles, it's it's the quarterback, you know, and it's always going to be the quarterback, especially ever since Wentz and Nick Foles and Foles, yeah. you know, takes home the the uh, the Super Bowl win and the Super Bowl MVP against Tom Brady, and then Carson Wentz tries to come back and be the starter, right? So it's always what do we have a quarterback? Is it enough? The Eagles, I, I feel like they hit a home run this offseason in what they've done. They they yeah. trade for AJ Brown. They still have a successful draft. Mm -hmm. um, they they go and add some other pieces in free agency on on defense. 
Jalen Hurts is is the question, and a lot of fans are are sold on him. They they're confident that he can be the future guy, the franchise quarterback. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Uh, so those are the debates that that are being had here because many look at this Eagles roster and say, you know, this this team can win 10, 11, maybe even 12 games given the division they're in and the right. strength of schedule that they have. So I'm not that optimistic on them, and it, and it comes down to uh, the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. What about Wentz when he was there? What what was your takeaway from his time in Philadelphia? Weird. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, weird, right? I mean, you look at that Super Bowl year. He is most likely going on his way to win league MVP. He gets hurt in L.A. in like week 13, week 14. Foles comes in. The rest is history. Ever since that injury, he was never able to get back to where he was on the field. And then reports came out more and more about his leadership, lack thereof. A lot of guys in the locker room. Locker room was split. Some didn't like him. Some did. Um, Didn't seem like he fit in Philly. And then he goes to Indy. And it's sort of the same BS. I mean, there was articles written about his leadership style and how the city didn't really love him. And um, I I think he struggles to, to lead. Right. Like, I think he just is a little bit different as a person, which is fine, but it's also not fine as a starting quarterback in the NFL. You have to win over your locker room if you're a starting quarterback in the NFL. And that's not an easy thing to do. That's a big part of the job. So I think his play, you'll see flashes of his all pro talent. Mm. And then you'll see throws and decisions that are like, what? What, what is this guy doing? So that's what you're dealing with. And uh, can he be that leader? I don't think he can. Yeah. Uh, I, that's I, what we saw. That, and that was my biggest fear. When you have a team literally giving up on you and they were going to cut him. There's something much deeper than even those bad Absolutely. decisions on the field, right? You, you're going to try to continue to work on that. But there must have been just something else. Like, I can't, we can't deal with this guy anymore. Take him, DC. Yeah, oh, you take him. him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, What, third team in three years? That's typically not a good sign. No, not a good sign. And who knows about these OTAs? I don't know how you guys cover OTAs there in Philly. I mean, here it's like, you know, everybody's going gaga and they're showing offensive clips. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm so over that. I've done this for many years. And the the trap is, oh, well, you, you look good in OTAs. Yeah, with shorts and shells on, or not even shells, man. Like, let's get over it. I say the same thing. I mean, I'm going to start. We're going to, like, really, to me, it comes down to training camp and then your first preseason game that you start to see. Anything up until that point, whatever. And I don't get all up in a tussle either about who's at OTAs or who's not or voluntary stuff. It's voluntary if it is, if you want to be there. You know, last year, Chase Young, our our defensive end, wasn't at, at, at voluntary OTAs. And that was a big huff and puff. Um, so, so what? It's like, so what? <laughs> doesn't matter. I, I say the same thing. Like, a lot of guys can throw a football in shorts, right? Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. No, I know. Nope. And, like, it's it's great. It's practice, right? It's practice. That's that's where they're supposed to make mistakes, too, right? I exactly. Hate the, I hate the report. Oh, Carson Wentz was picked off today in, in OTH. Well, that, that's okay. He's <laughs> right. learning, I hope. Don't do that again. Oh, yeah, don't do it. Uh, we'll do it don't again. do it in week seven or whatever it is. You're you're allowed to do it in June. It's it's not the end of the world. Exactly. So it is it is overhyped. But you know, football's king, especially in our cities. So it's like these OTAs 
albeit in June, they're going to get over uh, over magnified, I guess, if you will, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, good stuff, man. I mean, do you have any uh, thoughts on the finals before we uh, uh, maybe wrap this thing? Yeah, up? I mean, I don't know what you're going to do tonight, man. Like, I got burned. I took the Celtics plus four on was that Monday night? My God, these days are going. I don't know. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. So I took the, the the Celtics plus four, thinking that. They gave up. They basically gave away game number four in the last five minutes. Look, I don't want to go on a rant with you right now, but I will for just a second. These NBA teams have 12 assistant coaches, bro, and they can't figure out, hey, for five minutes, we didn't score a bucket in game four. Let's figure out a different way to handle these situations. And you know what the Celtics did? They did the exact same thing twice in, in a pivotal game five. They did in the first quarter. And in the fourth quarter, if you look at the game log, it's stunning. After Poole hits that 38-footer to give them up, go up by one to start yeah. the fourth, it took the, the wind out of their sails. They didn't score for four minutes to start the fourth quarter, the Celtics. And that was it. Inexplicable. And then you have guys, they played 99, 100 NBA games this year, and Marcus Smart is still moaning to the officials. They get two technical fouls in that game. Two. If I'm the coach, I go, guys, if I see one of you losing your steam or saying anything to the officials, I'm taking you out. They yep. just outside. They psyched themselves out in that game. So with that said, I agree. I'm taking the Celtics tonight. And I hate <laughs> it. It makes no sense because all the momentum in the world is with Golden State. They want to come and close this thing out. Curry was what, 0 for 9. 0 for 9, and they won by 10. By the I, way, I find it funny that some of these places had prop bet specials for Curry. Hey, Steph Curry makes one three, you get 250 bucks. <laughs> Zero. Zero. So how about that? Um, so with that said, I like the Celtics tonight. I hate the bet, but I don't know about you. What do you think? You know, my, my prediction going into the series was uh, Golden State in seven. Yeah. So – you know, with with that in mind, I, I would probably lean Boston. I don't think I'm going to bet this game against the spread. Like, the Warriors getting four, that's intriguing, right? Like, the Warriors getting four is, is never a terrible place to be. But I also just mm -hmm. somehow see this thing going seven. Okay. So, yeah. you know, I, it's, it's not a great bet. I, I have some other player props I feel uh, a little bit more confident about, like, I like Curry over four and a half threes made, especially after going over nine. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. come on. Um, I like Clay Thompson and his over in his threes. I like Marcus Smart over 15 and a half points. I think he's actually like a quiet, consistent series outside of a really bad game, too. He's been good this series. Um, so those are a few plays I'm I'm looking at. I'm gonna stay away from the spread just because I want to say Warriors, but I also just feel like this thing's somehow going to go seven. I took the Warriors plus the number in game three, um, and that was a good win. Yep. But, yeah, to your point, this could have – yeah, this could be one of those, um, you know, 120-99 type games going back for game seven. I, I just it, – it terrifies me to take the Celtics minus the number. I'll be honest with you. But sometimes that's the best way to go because when you are yeah. so hell-bent and keen on – like, I like the Celtics way too much in game five. I was like, uh-oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> I like them too much. And they were right. god-awful. So I hope that this coaching staff can rein them in for this game six. 
Because, you know, Golden State, they've been there, done that. It's all about how did the Celtics respond to that pitiful performance the last two games, quite frankly. They've gone basically – they had one good quarter in the last two games, arguably. And yeah. this, is it. this is it. Do they, yep. do they rally the – the troops tonight or not. And I think that's really the biggest question here. Yeah, absolutely. Jason Tatum, the rest of the crew, they're going to have to uh, put up or shut up back at home yeah. uh, facing elimination. That's yeah. it. That's it. I mean, that's really it. So I would take whatever Tatum's number is. I think I got actually took Tatum over 26 and a half in game five and he got a 27. So that was nice. Nah. I lost Draymond Green under. I was like, I don't like Draymond Green. I'm just going to bet against him. If he goes over, that's fine. I still don't like him. Uh, and then I think I won, uh, who else? I had somebody else's over. I think I was two for three on, I think it was maybe, oh, I forget. Maybe Jordan Poole or, or Clay Thompson, one of those guys. But I, I lost my Draymond Greenback, but I was okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he hasn't ever, ever again. You know? He hasn't been doing much, oh, um, but we'll see. It's going to be man. good. Be All right, man, this has been fun, Frank. Yeah, I, I appreciate good. it. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll tee it up soon. And we play the yeah. Phillies again. And then, of course, the Sixers next year. NBA will be here before we know it, man. Right? So I know. NFL. Uh, and like you said, we'll, of course. we'll have to talk again when yeah. the uh, Phils and Nats meet down the road. Absolutely, man. Thanks, bro. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth, must be 21, playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 888 532 3500. All right, do me a favor, download or subscribe to this podcast. Download and subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, DC CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And the U.S. Open is going on right now. And Bet Rivers has given you extra reasons to tune in and play. Just log in each day of the U.S. Open and receive a free profit boost to power up your tournament bet. Every round, a new boost for you to use before the round starts or while the players are on the course. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Make your U.S. Open bets every day and get an extra boost while doing it at Bet Rivers. Go to the uh, Bet Rivers app. Or visit BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. All right. So good stuff with Ryan Rothstein of the uh, Philadelphia CityCast. And uh, we were chatting a little bit about the NBA Finals. And we'll do a little bit more here to wrap things up here. But, uh, you know, I, I don't love the Celtics at minus four, but that gives me better reason to take them. Uh, I think they stay alive. I think they stave off elimination. Right now, curious if you want to take the Celtics to win the series. They're a great value at plus 300. I might do that. Maybe shades of 2016 when the uh, Cavaliers were down three to one. They reeled off three straight. Golden State is minus 375. Now, I, yeah, look, I want to say that I did from the jump take Golden State at the series price of minus 159. But hey, you know, just to hedge or even some things out, you may want to put a little sprinkle on the Celtics as a dog to pull this through. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. But hey, I've thought other things too. Like I thought the Celtics were going to win uh, in game number five when they were getting four points. Wasn't even close. They had their pants down pretty much the whole game, running around with their pants off. Like, what are you doing? Put your pants back on. 
Big boy pants. Try to figure this thing out. They were god-awful. I think, to a degree, they will figure it out tonight. Elimination games, I think the Celtics are ridiculous against the spread, like 14-2 and two or whatever. Not elimination games, but when they're coming off of a loss. Okay? Don't quote me on that number, but they're just really good at rebounding. And it's the air of recency, too, because Golden State has all the momentum. Golden State took the heart of the Celtics there in that fourth quarter. The Celtics can't score in in the first and the fourth quarter. They got to figure it out offensively. Their defense is fine. Their defense is scrappy. Golden State's defense is fine. Their defense is scrappy. They've done a great job making adjustments. The Celtics have not adjusted. I think they will for game six, and they are at home. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and their role players who've just come up so quiet. I mean, what happened to that kid out of um, San Antonio? White, he was fantastic earlier in this in the uh, series. He was fantastic in the Eastern Conference Finals. And dude is just not posted. Uh, these other guys for the Warriors have posted. Like, Poole's come up with some big minutes now, right? Role players have to give something to the Celtics if they're going to have a chance tonight. Um, minus the four at Bet River Sportsbook. That's funny. I'm saying to have a chance, and they're favored by four. <laughs> so that shows you where my thinking is. Like, it's this is Golden State's game to have, even though they are four-point underdogs. My God. So to recap, my official releases will be the, um, yeah, Philadelphia Phillies minus two hundred tonight at Bed River Sportsbook, and we're going to take we're going to take the Celtics plus four. Take the Celtics plus a four, force a game seven for Sunday night. I think sometimes it's a good thing to be terrified by your bet, and that is my feeling on taking the Celtics. I want to thank you for checking us out uh, here on the DC Citycast, presented by Bed River Sportsbook. We will chat tomorrow. React to the Nats and the Phillies, react to the uh, NBA Finals, and we'll get you set for the weekend. Appreciate you. Follow along on Twitter at jfrankhandran, at bedrivers, at Live. We will chat tomorrow. This has been the DC CityCast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanran from VEASAN. See you. Boom, boom. All right, when we return here on the DC CityCast presented by Bed River Sportsbook, we'll chat with Ryan Rothstein from the Philadelphia City Castle. Talk to me about what's going on in DC and vice versa. And I want to get into his brain about the commanders and the fact that Carson Wentz was Philadelphia's quarterback and now he's ours. He's ours in DC. <laughs> what can we expect? We'll chat about that plus Phillies Nationals matchup. That's next. DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Frank Hand ran from Visa.